Hello and welcome to another podcast from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I am Edmund Ching, Chief Investment Officer. Today we are going to talk about Japan. Japan is a region which most investors do not look at very much anymore. Really since the 1980s when we had the so-called Japanese miracle and everyone was talking about how Japan was the center of the world. In fact, if you remember back then in the 1980s, peaking in 1989, the Japanese stock market actually was the biggest stock market in the world by capitalization. Of course, fast forward 30 plus years to today and we have gone through many, many years of deflation, extremely low growth, Japan has shrunk dramatically as a proportion of, for instance, the MSCI World Index of Stocks to be dominated instead by the US, which represents something like 65% of the MSCI World Index today. So Japan really has shrunk dramatically in importance over this period. But we think there are many good reasons for continuing to buy into Japanese stocks today. What are they? Well, first of all, just to note the strong price momentum. Something is clearly happening in Japan. The Nikkei 225 index has hit over 30,000 for the first time since 1990. That was 33 years ago. So that already shows some strong momentum in share price, which is driven to some extent by fundamentals. Secondly, if we look at these fundamentals, we are indeed seeing a strong upwards momentum in long-term profitability. Forecast earnings have been rising strongly and earnings growth is forecast to be 11 to 12% for the next two years. So you're seeing good double-digit earnings growth at a time when much of the rest of the world is forecast zero or even negative earnings growth. On top of that, the return on equity of the Japanese stock market is now approaching 10%. Now, for a traditionally very low return market, this level of profitability is, again, the highest it's been in several decades. Most importantly, shareholders are starting to see the benefits of this high level of profitability through higher shareholder returns, partly through a dividend yield that is over 2% today, which is the highest in many years. But on top of that, through the introduction of share buybacks. And this is a form of return of value to shareholders that has accelerated from Japanese companies really over the last year or two in particular. So you are seeing strong shareholder yield for shareholders today as a result of this high profitability and earnings growth. Remember as well that if we look at the economics of Japan, that inflation, just as elsewhere in the world, has risen in Japan headline CPI is over 3% at the moment in Japan. Now, for a country that has been in deflation for a couple of decades at least, this is actually good news for the economy, as it means nominal growth in the economy is much higher than it was before, which in turn is good for the profitability of companies going forwards, which again, remember, is measured in nominal terms. In addition to this positive news on the inflation front, we also have, of course, the traditional exposure of Japanese stocks to the Chinese economy and to Chinese recovery post-COVID lockdowns as we enter the reopening phase. So we have seen European stocks, particularly luxury goods stocks, be a clear beneficiary of this reopening of the Chinese economy. But I would argue as well that Japanese stocks are a good proxy for this reopening trade 
because the Japanese stock market does have so much exposure to China. And finally, if we think about valuations, let's not forget that the Japanese stock market is still relatively cheap at under 14 times forecast price to earnings and 5.5 times EV to EBITDA. So still cheaper than many other markets around the world. And let's not forget the composition, that there is not only high industrial content with a lot of exporters that we know. For instance, you can think of the automakers such as Toyota and Honda. But also there is a high technology component. If we think about the companies such as Sony or Nintendo and many, many industrial technology companies looking at, for instance, industrial automation, where Japan is still very strong. In addition to that, we have other sectors which are well represented in the Japanese stock market, such as healthcare, another high profitability, high return industry. So overall, when we look at Japan today, I would say that foreign investors are perhaps wrong to ignore Japan. You should look again at Japan. It represents an excellent investment possibility for the long term, because although we are seeing strong share price momentum already, valuations still remain cheap and earnings growth still looks like it's going to be pretty positive on the back of this improving trend of profitability amongst Japanese companies. So have a look today. I would argue there are two good ways to invest in Japan for a foreign investor. Either looked at a currency-hedged Japan equity ETF, which exists both in Europe and in the US, or think to an actively managed mutual fund, again, either in Europe or the US, because Japan traditionally has been one of the few regions where active fund managers have managed to generate performance over and above the benchmark index through their skill. And this is, I think, because many areas of the Japanese stock market have been well worth avoiding. So uh, many parts of the index worth avoiding. And if you concentrate on the better parts of the index, you can then deliver outperformance. And this is something that has been traditionally the case from active fund managers in Japan. Thank you very much for listening to this weekly podcast. Please do like, share and subscribe to this podcast series. For other content from BNP Paribas Wealth Management, please look on the internet and search for BNP Paribas Voice of Wealth. Thank you very much and talk to you again next week. Goodbye.